name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last week, a part of the nature of God was revealed to us. That our God, His nature is provision. He doesn't just provide, He is provision for us. And because of this, the antidote to our worries and our fears and our anxiousness about provisions is this. Growing to know Him. Growing to know Him. And experience this God of provision in our life. That's what takes us out of the lack of faith that clenches our fist and causes all the worries and anxieties. And we begin at that point, the more we grow to know God as this, the very disposition of our soul changes from that clenching of the fist, trying to control everything, which is what really wearies us and fuels our worries and anxieties. And the posture of our soul becomes more of an open hand, not a clenched fist. We reach out to God in our need. And he reaches his hand down as that prayer we talked about last week says. He opens his hand and he fills all things living with plenteousness. We cannot receive anything from God with a clenched fist of our hands or a clenched fist of our soul. But when we open those hands, that's when we receive all that he has to offer. And today, we continue looking at this thing of bringing our absolute need before God because it's the most appropriate posture of the Christian before the Lord. But today we look at it with different eyes and a different uh, aspect of this. Not as it has to do with our material needs, but as it has to do with our spiritual ones. That we learn to live a life with an open soul for every need we have. That the God of salvation may heal our souls and the damage within and restore us to our truly created personhood. His work of salvation in our lives. And see if you see if you hear the posture of the one in need within their soul before God in the words of the introit from this Mass. Have mercy on me, O Lord, for I have called daily upon thee. For thou, Lord, art plenteous in thy loving kindness toward all them that call upon thee. Bow down thine ear unto me, O Lord, and hear me. For I am poor and in misery. I read that out loud. And even I saw that all throughout the Mass when I looked at it this week. I am hearing the posture of a soul in need. Who's crying out desperately for the Lord to come and help with that need. See, that's the Christian life through and through. And if we don't adapt that posture, which I pray we'll see to a greater degree this morning. We will miss out on the healing that the tears of our soul cry out for day and night. It causes all of these issues and these dysfunctions. This is the posture we must come to. Today in the Gospel of St. Luke chapter 7, we have a testimony that speaks to this very thing. And in that chapter, we have two very different processions of two totally different multitudes of people meeting each other, colliding, if you will, at the gate of the city of Nain. You could call these two processions this. You could say that it's the procession of need, great need, that meets the procession of provision and consolation, the provision of great comfort. You could also say that at the gate of Nain, the procession of death meets with the procession of life. And both of these statements would be right and true. We need to think in these terms today. 
And these two ways of looking at this reveal to us the very framework of our own salvation by the Lord our God. Let's remember the gospel reading. Look for these two processions and what Christ does. In the gospel, we're told that Jesus is leading his disciples in a great multitude as if they were in a great procession. And they come to the gate of the city of Nain. And at that very same time, another great procession of a multitude is forming. It's the funeral procession of the widow's dead son. They have formed within the city and they're heading towards the gate. And the two processions meet at the gate of Nain. We're told that our Lord Jesus Christ has great compassion over this woman. And so he approaches the widow and he says to her, do not weep. And then he goes straight to the open coffin of the young man and he touched it. And he spoke directly into Hades, spoke to the son who was dead, saying, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and he began to speak. And the Lord presented the son back to his mother. I want to share with you two teachings of the church on this, one from St. Cyril of Alexandria and the other from St. Ephraim of Syria. And they're two very beautiful and profound teachings. St. Cyril of Alexandria says this. The dead man was being buried. Christ, the life and resurrection, meets him there. He is the destroyer of death and corruption, and he commands the woman to weep not. Immediately the cause of her weeping was done away. This one who is life, right there at the gate of the city of Nain, he overcomes and destroys death just as darkness can't survive when any light is present like that. I love his words. That Jesus in his compassion, he not only tells the woman to stop weeping, but he literally takes away the cause of her pain and her suffering that was resulting in these tears. Listen to me. You and me, we need that work of Christ in our lives. We have great suffering in here, in the soul, that causes tears and frustrations. We need this. Listen to St. Ephraim the Syrian. The virgin's son met the widow's son. He became like a sponge for her tears, as life for the death of her son. Death turned about in its den and fled from the victorious one. You heard this. Jesus, the one who is God in flesh, literally became the sponge that wiped away the tears of that individual woman that day. It's an amazing thing to consider that the God of the universe has such compassion that he reaches down and becomes the sponge to be the salve to the suffering of one individual person think he won't do that for you. Oh, how we need to open our hearts and know what God desires for us. That he comes down just for us for that. He desires to do it for us. And I tell you this morning that if we have spiritual eyes to see this and ears to hear it, everything you just heard about that encounter at the gate of Nain is the very framework of God saving us as we meet with him and are met with him, meeting him at the gate of the name of our souls. In every one of us, in the soul, we have illness, 
We have death, we have corruption that is not yet met and retreated at the presence of Christ. There are areas within us still in death that have not yet met with life at the gate. And that illness and that death within us, it is constantly leftovers from the fall. Cause us pain and suffering and tears and frustrations that are very real for us in this life. And you and I know this to be true. But that widow who is so filled with that pain and that suffering as she moves in the funeral procession of death toward the gate of the city. She was in need of relief and we are in need of relief. She was in great need of comfort and consolation. We are in great need of comfort and consolation. And the only thing that she had, and the same with us, the only thing that she had as she processed to the gate was need. That's all she came with. A desperate need for mercy and comfort. That's all she had, and so that's all she brought. That's the Christian disposition before God. To recognize suffering. To let Christ make us so tired of the suffering within that in desperation we come for mercy to the gate of name. To be met with him. You see. The one who in himself. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Who knew intimately. All of the sufferings of the human condition. Because this God out of his immeasurable love for us. He took this very suffering fully upon himself. And carried it in this life. Just as we have to bear the burdens and pains of this life. He knew her suffering. You need to hear this. He knows ours. And he knows something more deeply. He knows the reason within for our suffering. The cause of our suffering and grief. And if we will bring that need and that suffering of our soul to the gate of name. We will find Christ awaiting us there. And we will collide with the one who is death and redemption. And what will come of this collision between the procession of our needs and his great provision and comfort. This procession where our death meets with his life in that moment. I'll use the words of the saints that I shared with you already today. He will speak these words to us. Stop weeping. Stop weeping. And the Lord your God will become the very sponge that wipes away our tears as the death within us gives way to his abundant life. That's what happens at the gate of name for each one of us. That's how our salvation is wrought. For all of us, our lives have got to grow to be a consistent and a persistent Kyrie. A constant, authentic calling out. Not a saying of words, Lord have mercy. We've allowed Christ to shine into our hearts and we now know our need for mercy. Desperately. And so our lives become a constant Kyrie that we cry out to the Lord. Lord, have mercy on me. And right there, the two possessions meet. The two processions meet in the gate. And life wins. Life wins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.